This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time, and I'm back with my good friends, Matt and Dion. How are you guys doing? Matt? Awesome. Super good. And Dion? Howdy, Mike. Doing great. Ready for round through round three and i'm hoping that in this video at least i find some point to tell matt he's wrong about something <laughs> Ooh, I like i'll cue i'll cue that up for you dion yeah <laughs> <Do it up. laughs> well hey guys one of the things you know you guys both we talk individually you watch my daily financial news something i've been highlighting for two months now maybe 10 weeks is we are entering what i'm calling a housing slowdown not a crash housing slowdown more inventory less buyers more days on market price drops all these things and I thought we should talk about a housing slowdown and what we would recommend for a buyer or an investor. So owner or investor, investor, residential only. So we'll leave apartments and commercial out. You know, what should an investor or an owner do in an environment where this crazy guy on YouTube, Mike Zuber is calling for a housing slowdown? Uh, so I guess we'll start with Matt this time. You've heard me talk about this and what are your thoughts? So Mike, you and I have been talking about this since it feels like, like March. Could be. We were talking about, not it not being a crash and you know me getting super annoyed at people calling for a crash yeah um i think it really comes down to this is where we still celebrate getting a good at bat and yeah. you have to understand your market because you're going to start to see things shift you're going to start to see things change you're going to start to see value you're going to see more deals that make sense um sadly our state just published its uh, affordability index um yesterday uh, for June, and it is now a one. <laughs> it's a one, it, it which just, means it's not one person. Yeah, one yeah, percent of people make more median income than median house cost. So at one percent, as you can imagine, and the funny thing is, is like we've seen inventory. Our inventory, Mike. Oh, so Mike, we need to do this. Is this is the crash right here? Inventory is up forty percent, Mike. We went from 23 days to 35 days worth of inventory, right? Yeah. And so we're seeing it eke out. We're yeah. seeing it push into the market. We're seeing some of those things happen. The crazy thing is, is that, yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you're preparing yourself, I think that if you're looking at a, we're going to get into this property in two years, we're going to flip it, wrong market. Wrong. I would, I wouldn't do that. If, if you're looking at it as two years, we're going to buy and then jump up probably still wrong more market in many cases. Mm -hmm. um, I think this particular market more than anything is probably a, is definitely a longer term buy and hold. Yeah. Um, and it's because you can still get under 3%. Yeah. Fixed rate 30 year debt, which is still unbelievably low. Yeah. but it's likely going to give you a payment on a pretty nice house. That means that when you go to rent it out after you're moving out of it, mm -hmm. then you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. The house hack, the house hack is the thing. Huge. Yep. I, yeah, totally. Yep. And Dion. It really doesn't matter what's happening in the market, the way that I look at it. 
it is always a good day to buy a great deal. Exactly. If you're doing buy and hold investing, it doesn't matter if prices come down in six months or next year. And and I've noticed that the two of you make a lot of baseball references. And normally I make a joke because I'm not a sports guy of, oh, the Red Sox, that's that sports ball team. (laughs) Sports ball team. But one thing that is relatable from baseball to real estate is baseball is a statistics sport. Yes. It's one of the only sports out there where in a season you can lose over 50 games and still be the world champions. Yeah. Yes. In real estate, if you're doing the work every day, you can have so many deals come by that don't make sense. Like you're 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 finding ways to not buy property. Yep. So you don't so you don't end up with those alligators. So that on the few times that you actually make the right purchase to get a cash flowing property, you win. It doesn't matter if the market goes up or down. That's right. And I'm doing a little bit of research for a video on my channel on how everybody, because they watch the videos, wants there to be a crash, but collectively as a species, we're working for the prices to go up. When a wholesaler buys a property, the last thing they want is next week for that property to be worth 10% less. Yeah, yeah, sure. their, their, their margin's gone. Mm-hmm. When a flipper buys a property and does all the work to make it saleable at the ARV. The last thing they want is the ARV to be 10% less. With everyone working in all of the different aspects of real estate for the prices to increase with lenders going, well, if you can't afford it at 30 years, we'll give you 40 years to pay this back so that you can (laughs) afford more house. Mm -hmm. Waiting for prices to come down to buy would be a huge mistake if everybody's working collectively for those prices to go up. Mm -hmm. So it's always a good day to buy a great deal. I love the way you said that. Cause again, that's the key, right? I talk about bad, average, good, and great deals. And it, it takes work to figure out what that means in your market. Cause every market's different. What is good or great in Fresno may be different in, in New Hampshire and different in Washington. Learn your market and, and learn your micro market, right? We're, we talk nationally all the time, but everybody should learn their market, what their average and good and great are. The thing I would tell you about a housing slowdown that I'm excited for, specifically buy and hold investors, is again, with 20 years experience, I can only remember two parts of my investing career where it was easier. And one time, obviously, it was remarkably easy to find motivated sellers. And I believe we are about to enter a time between now and the end of the year where motivated sellers will be easier to find than normal. Why is that? Well, we do have a threat of tax increases going up. So some people are going to sell early. We have had a horrible eviction moratorium that has really torn up some mom and pop landlords who are going to want out. Um, We do have owner ox moving here, moving there. And oh, by the way, they got to come back to the office. So maybe they have to sell or whatever. Airbnb is, is kind of peaked out, I think, in some markets like Anna Kelly is telling us about a market that's up 300% a year. Frightening. Yeah. Um, so I think what's going to happen in the next six months, if you do the work and you're, in, you know, people in the course are putting up, you know, these deal things that we get all the time, right? My little cards. Um, people are telling us they're getting deals under asking, which you couldn't think about four months ago. So again, I think that's because motivated sellers, some people get divorced, some people have to move, some people have health scares, some some this, some that, some this, some that. And you got to sell in a bad market. And I think we're entering a time where days on markets up, affordability is a one. 
So you're going to get a lot of no answers, but if you do the work, you're, you're going to find a motivated seller. And I'm excited because God, writing 250 offers and getting like three counters, not fun, not fun for me, not fun for my four or five agents, but it's already changing. We're already seeing a better hit ratio. We're already seeing more counters. Uh, another thing we're doing is we're following up. We're seeing some outside forces. We can't tell if it's a hedge fund or if it's an iBuyer yet. We don't know. But some of them are locking up properties and not closing. So we're following up on deals that they locked up. The market is changing right now. And the people that are going to win are the people that do the work. They don't overpay. And they're okay letting a bad deal go by, to use your guys' analogy, right? It's just let it go. Get the next one. Do the work. So I'm, I am thoroughly, thoroughly excited by the next six months. What do you guys think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this market made me a better buyer. Yeah. Because I was little, you know, I'm an operator. <clears throat> so I'm looking at my portfolio always. I'm always tweaking this, adjusting that. You know, what if we did it this way? What if we did it that way? Looking at a bunch of different ways to do things to potentially improve the business. And one of the things that I started doing a whole lot more of in the last year was looking at houses that might be getting sold that are single family, but they're actually not single family. They're actually duplexes mm -hmm. that people reverted to make single families. Yeah or buildings that have ADU capabilities or uh, an ADU additional dwelling unit where you're allowed to build on the same piece of land. And even though you can't subdivide it, you can actually still have two buildings, mm -hmm. both making money on the same property. So it's been really about changing the game and getting even better at what I already did and really understanding, hey, are there other opportunities that I'm missing? And honestly, those deals, I have this one deal that I paid $257,000 for that I think within two years will be a million dollar deal. No, oh, might, be might be a good deal. <laughs> because the person that sold it didn't understand that in that sector of zoning, you can actually buy ADU dwelling units. Mm. You can buy additional ones at 10,000 bucks a unit. Oh, wow. And it allows me to go up to eight. So for an 80 grand permit and the cost of building something, I can add on to the building that's there, which is a three unit, I can add an eight unit building on the lot that's right there, part of that lot wow. for 80 grand of a permit plus the cost of building. Now, I'm not doing it now because the cost of building is pretty high, but it continues to come down quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the kind of deal that I'll do when there's a housing correction mm -hmm. and people are looking for work. And I'll say, yeah, I'll put your framing crew to work because lumber's down back to a normal price. Your price is back down to normal price because you don't have a nine month backlog of work. Right. And we'll put something like that together. So I think mm. people need, needing to take advantage of this opportunity now to continue to learn their market, but look for other avenues, like what your course, actually, there's a ton of stuff in your course about that, whether it's private money, raising money, you know, all these different things, <laughs> but looking for those opportunities to get that much, to get more out of a property than what 95% of the public is looking at. And I think that's where you can also help create wealth for yourself. Yeah, the bonus sections in the course are just, they blow my mind. I'm right. so lucky to have people like you two of you contribute and more people are calling me up or reaching out to do it. So it's, it's pretty cool. So Dan, what, awesome. about, what about you? Well, it's fascinating to listen to Matt talk because it's really obvious to me that Matt, you're an entrepreneur and you see that there are more ways to invest in real estate than, than what most people do. And buying a place where you can buy the permits to add ADUs and grow the property reminds me of how lazy I am. <laughs> <laughs> know thyself. <laughs> and, and to be successful in investing, I don't have to find 250 deals that would make sense to make the offer and get turned, told no on all of them. 
I just need to find one right. in the next year, every year, one every year That's awesome. that I buy, that I do no work to, that's already <laughs> rent ready or occupied. Um, oh. I bought a, a house, well, it's a triplex, I call it, but it's a house with a duplex. Yep. And it's really zoned for four. And the city already told me, we'll waive the connection fees if you put in Ooh. a fourth unit. Uh, and so all I would have to do now is build the fourth unit. Too lazy. <laughs> I'm going to buy the next property um, and someday in the future, but today I may add that fourth unit, but I'm just not that motivated. Um, if I do, I'll be calling Matt to pick your brain. Yeah. You, you find somebody like me and you sell it to me because yeah. I'll build that fourth unit. So, yeah. and, and you, you get, and you get a big chunk of value from that. And that's, and, and Dion, you're hitting the nail on the head, which is, you know, different strokes for different folks and how people want to be active investors. I mean, uh, you know, as soon as I walk through a unit and see that it's hundred percent rent ready, I tell my agent not bother with an offer because I'm going <laughs> to get outpriced. I'm just like, because that's what our market is with that one person, you know, with that yeah. one for an affordability score. I, I walk it and I'm just like, there's going to be 35 people on this thing. It's going to go for 50 over ask. We actually walked when I called him and I said, Hey, listen, this thing is on there for 450. And I said, he's about 75,000 bucks light. Oh, jeez. And, and he goes, he goes, you think so? And I go guaranteed he's 75,000 light. So they put in all the offers. So I did my strategy of, I said to him, I said, call the agent and say, all right, you've got a, you've got a couple of offers. I assume he, she said, yep, we have a few offers. I said, we're going to give them the write us your ideal offer. I said, that's what we did on that deal. Yeah. They wrote us back. Their ideal offer was 520, no inspections and, um, and close in 30 days. <laughs> I said to him, I go, okay. So I was, I wasn't, I was wrong. It wasn't 5k off. It was 70. <laughs> and they said, but that's, that's what I'm competing with. And yeah. you know what? That house, even at 520, was a pretty good price. It just, for me, that only made it a nah. deal. It wasn't a like, Ooh, cause if that thing was, if they're written back the offer, which by the way, I love that strategy right now. I, as I'm totally digging that we've done that like four or five times, it, it's gotten, it just, it's going to get us the deal that we submitted or that we're working on right now. But that, you know, again, looking at that deal, if they come back at 490 or 495, holy cow, those numbers really worked. And I would have yeah. snapped it up in a second. Yeah, that's great. I love that strategy. You shared that a couple months ago. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so. Um, so there's the one th last thing that I want to cover on mm -hmm. inventory hitting the market and people saying that, you know, it's a housing slowdown. There's really only one factor that ever makes a seller lower the price. And it isn't what's happening with their neighbor's house, what's happening in the market, what's happening with lending. It's days on market. That's right. And for the last six months, 18 months, we've had to have offers in within minutes yes. of it hitting the MLS, the average investor who is not doing off-market deals to get an offer in to the seller before they get inundated with all of the offers that are going to come in. I think as we see that slow down, mm -hmm. and I remember a couple of years ago, if a property was on the market for 30 days, you might start looking at a, an under yes. price offer. Oh, yeah. Now, mm -hmm. if it's on the market for four days, it's okay to make that offer less than asking. Wow. They've, they've been told by their agent, you're going to get 100 offers in the first day. Everything's going for $50,000 over, so we'll list it. And in four days, when they don't, they think there must be something wrong with their property, and that's the time to make the offer. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Do the work, folks. Again, the big thing that all three of us, are, you're hopefully hearing from us in different ways is don't focus on getting the deal. 
focus on doing the work. That's right. Right. Get better at your craft, get better every day, daily disciplines, buy box, you know, focus, all of those things. So Dion, how can people be a part of your world? Find me on bigger pockets or right here on YouTube, Dion talk financial freedom. And Matt lumberjacklandlord.com and lumberjacklandlord on YouTube and trolling stupid channels at two o'clock in the morning when my son's awake. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much.